Jimmy Paz Calabrese wanted room service. Just a sandwich or something, for Christ's sakes, he said. I would prefer you didn't, said the other man at the table. Then I'd have to change motels. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not crazy about being seen together. All right, all right, said Jimmy, his stomach growling. I'll get something later. Shit. The other man at the table was tall, around six foot four, thin and deeply tanned. He looked in his mid to late forties with long, dark brown hair, sun-bleached in spots and going to gray, tied back in a ponytail. He was dressed in faded blue jeans with holes in the knees and a loose-fitting long-sleeved t-shirt. He was wearing no socks or shoes, and even his feet were tan. In the dimly lit motel room, the darkness of his skin made his eyes and teeth and the gold hoop earring in his left ear flash unnaturally bright. There were three other men in the room at the Teterboro Motor Lodge. Richie Tick Gianelli, a small, ferret-like man with a jailhouse pallor, stood by the door, appearing nervous in a flannel-lined Burberry trench coat. The coat didn't look right on him somehow. He looked like he'd borrowed it from an older brother. Paul Polly Brown Caifano, a large man with no neck and a crew cut, sat silently on the edge of the bed in a camel hair coat, playing with the remote control for the bolted-down television, clicking from channel to channel. There's a reason this is coming from me personally, said Jimmy Paz solemnly. Nobody give me permission for this piece of work. I'm telling you that up front, right from the get-go. It's two guys gotta go, a double. And they gotta be done this weekend cause you ain't gonna get another crack at them. Jimmy Paz weighed somewhere in the neighborhood of 320 pounds before lunch. He had a low, simian brow, beady, wet eyes set too close together, and a big, sloping honker of a nose. He had a dark, heavily bearded complexion, despite a recent shave and the heavy application of face powder, and he was wearing, as was often his habit among friends and business associates, a dress. On this occasion, it was a blue and green tartan jumper the size of a pup tent, white knee socks, and saddle shoes. Because he had come to discuss a matter of some gravity, he had chosen to dispense with his customary wig. It lay neglected on the dresser like a strangled chinchilla. What is it? asked Jimmy, narrowing his eyes so that they almost disappeared into his face. What? I was thinking that's a good color for you, said the man with the earring. Goes well with your eyes. Jimmy scrutinized the other man's face for a sign of mockery. After a long, tense moment during which nothing was said by anyone in the room, he turned, satisfied, to Richie and smiled, his amethyst drop earrings wiggling. See, said Richie from his place by the door, you didn't believe me. I told you green was good, didn't I say that? I don't get a chance much to wear what I want around the office, the club. They've taken pictures there. Fucking FBI. They'd love to get a picture of me in a dress. Probably send it to my mother. That's how they are, you know. They're vindictive, interjected Richie. They're vindictive and repressed. On the bed, 
Polly Brown rolled his eyes to the ceiling. He'd heard this before. You got it, said Jimmy. Vindicative. That's what they are. They should fucking talk, too. Hoover did this, you know. Friend of mine saw him one time at Rockefeller Center, ice skating in a fucking tutu like nobody's business. The other man at the table cleared his throat. Jimmy leaned forward in his chair, suddenly all business, his brawny, fur-covered arms coming together on the table. Listen, Henry, he said. As far as anybody outside of this room goes, this meeting never happened. Jimmy, you should get a job with the government talking like that, said the man called Henry. Jimmy smiled indulgently. I get connected with this... I'm going to have myself some serious fucking problems. Henry looked around at the other men. Hey, if you end up reading about this in the papers, it's sure as hell not coming from me.